the table, uh, Dr. Janice Jancy Lindsay. Oh, you're there. You weren't there last time or what? Um, Dr. Lindsay is a PhD, uh, is the director of toxicology and molecular biology for Toxicology Support Services, LLC. She holds a doctorate in the biochemistry and molecular biology from the University of Texas Graduate School of Biomedical Sciences, Houston MD Anderson Cancer Center. Her focus on COVID-19 has been on the molecular pathways that may be involved in reproductive harms and uh, co coagulative pathways caused on, by the genetic vaccines and their expedient, whatever. These are way too big a words for me. <laughs> as well as understanding molecular mechanisms behind the various treatments of SARS-CoV-2. Sorry, I butchered that. Uh, I asked Dr. Lindsay to really address the potential toxicities of, uh, of the vaccine and, and you know how, how these things work. And I think Dr. Malone may chime in. Dr. Lindsay. Thank you so much for having me, Senator Johnson. I very much appreciate it, as well as being in the company of all these amazing and remarkable scientists and physicians and attorneys. Uh, I, I very much appreciate your work. Uh, so when we think about toxicology and we think about the toxicology of these vaccines, we have to take into consideration all of the parts of the vaccines. The lipid nanoparticle portion, the PEG portion, the uh, methylsuduridine in the mRNA, which has, allows it to be very stable and persist in the body, which uh, Dr. Cole will go over in a little bit. And um, also the way that, uh, that it is distributed throughout the body. So that's called pharmacokinetics. Where does it go? We were told initially that it would just stay in the arm, but it does not. It ends up being biodistributed throughout the entire body for both Moderna and Pfizer. Now with Moderna, we have the caveat that it is not in the kidney, but it's everywhere else in all the tissues examined. With Pfizer, it really went to every tissue that they examined. Now what are those tissues? The brain, the spleen, the endocrine glands, the bone marrow, the blood, preferentially the ovaries and the testes. Now what happens when gene therapies get to the ovaries and the testes? Well, we just don't know because unfortunately it hasn't been adequately studied. Before I jump into that, again though, I'd like to say that there are many toxicities that are potentiated by these genetic vaccines. Uh, the spike protein can cause endothelial cell damage. This will be gone into detail a little bit later. Massive clotting. I spoke to the CDC ACIP committee about the thromb <clears throat> thrombotic potential of these vaccines, as well as their potential to cause immense reproductive harm and potentially sterilize an entire generation. I also spoke about the potential for immune escape, which Dr. Paul Alexander, uh, Alexander just covered. Uh, these genetic vaccines, this type of platform has never been adequately studied. It was not adequately studied. There is no way that we can say at this point that they are safe nor effective. The real thing that we have to worry about right now is what are we potentially putting into the next generation? Since the 2000s, we've remarked on how we need to be careful that if we use gene therapies, that they are not passed on to subsequent generations. It is brought up again and again and again. There are excellent articles on it, one by Dr. Nancy King, one by Do <coughs> uh, Dr. Susan Epstein of the FDA, the recombinant uh, DNA advisory board. They both cautioned that if gene therapies got to the testes, which many do, that they could be passed on to next generations as inadvertent gene transfer. They both said, we have to study this, we must study this. 
It was never studied. The truth is that Dr. Corrado Spadafora brought forth that if you just incubate sperm with DNA, which, is, which can be reverse transcribed by transcriptases present, that you can pass that on extra chromosomally without even having to integrate it. That means two ways to pass these on and potentially cause harm. This has not been looked into and it must be looked into. It is absolutely irresponsible to continue any of these shots in our reproductive age kids or younger. Anybody that could possibly pass these on without investigating this and I am demanding now that this be investigated. Thank you, Dr. Lindsay. One, one thing came up yesterday was the fact that this approval process went through approval process went through the vaccine group at the FDA versus the gene therapy group. I can't remember who made that point. Was that you, Dr. Wiseman? Can you just kind of again quickly, briefly, you'll get another chance uh, talk talk about the difference there and, and as a result, what what was missed in terms of just an overall analysis? Um, yeah, thank you, Senator, and thank you for inviting me once again.